Good morning everyone, uh, Devon here and I hope you've had a great week so far. We've been going through a beefy couple of devotionals and sermons lately. Uh, today we're not stopping, we're going to be walking through some heavy text. So let's get going. We're going to be looking at John 19 verses 1 through 16 and then diving into a quick three points. Some context, this is just after Judas has betrayed Jesus, they've taken him in uh, and we're following these events. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They clothed him in a purple robe and went up to him again and again, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they slapped him in the face. Once more Pilate came out and said to the Jews gathered there, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no basis for a charge against him. When Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. As soon as the chief priests and their officials saw him, they shouted, Crucify, crucify. But Pilate answered them, You take him and crucify him. As for me, I find no basis for a charge against him. The Jewish leaders insisted, We have a law, and according to that law, he must die, because he claimed to be the Son of God. When Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid, and he went back inside the palace. Where do you come from? he asked Jesus, but Jesus gave him no answer. Do you refuse to speak to me? Pilate said. Don't you realize I have the power either to free you or to crucify you? Jesus answers, you would have no power over me if it was not given to you from above. So we're going to pause there and quickly look at the first point. So that answer there just gives such an undaunted peace and composure. It's not said with anger and contempt and it's most definitely not said with any fear. Jesus could have very justifiably been uh, angry or indignant in the face of such a betrayal from Judas, especially when Pilate himself has said he found no fault in Jesus twice. But this knowledge of truth holds Jesus and allows him to not be caught up or shaken by his capture and the vulnerable position he's in. His mindset is almost above what's going on, and he continues to speak with the grace to, towards his persecutors. Even by this very short answer, we can see that he's not being ignorant or blasé about the situation he's in. He very much very realizes the, the gravity of it. Um, but still, he's settled in his convictions, and that is all that he needs to say. These convictions are so strong, he makes no attempt at all to draw any sympathy or favor or pity. He just speaks what he knows to be the truth. So we're going to look at the second, answer, the second part of Jesus' answer, which says, Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. So this shows that Jesus is not cheapening the weight of the betrayal. He's rather showing that it's pretty much insignificant in comparison to the plan that our God has and the peace that's over Jesus. And even then, he separates himself from the actions of Judas and puts the focus on Judas's heart, what Judas has done, and not how this has affected Jesus and how he feels about it. This goes back to the truth over everything, how it is much more important than our personal takes or our feelings toward things, but everything is between, ultimately between us and God. Back to the text. From then on, Pilate tried to set Jesus free. But the Jewish leaders kept shouting, If you let this man go, you are no friend of Caesar. Anyone who opposes, sorry, everyone who claims to be a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judge's seat at a place known as the Stone Pavement. It was the day of preparation for the Passover. He is your king, 
Pilate said to the Jews. But they shouted, take him away, take him away, crucify him. Shall I crucify your king? Pilate asked. We have no king but Caesar, the, chiefs on, the chief priests answered. Finally, Pilate handed him, handed him over to be crucified. This second half shows that the noise of religion, even then, can be so deafening that we ignore or completely dismiss the truth. The chief priests refused to believe that Jesus was living amongst them, that this main man who claims to be king, even after Pilate refers to him twice, saying, here is your king, and I shall, shall I crucify your king? So it just shows how important it is to constant, constantly practice filtering out things that don't matter, focusing on the big things, and knowing why we do things. We can see here that the truth, the Son of God, was just dismissed for the sake of rules and religious leaders. And as such a reminder to have our own relationship, not rely on our leaders or our friends, but be sure of the truth ourselves. As you can see throughout this passage, the whole theme of the ultimate truth has been really in my face. It's been shouting at me and really challenged me on the strength of my convictions. And are these convictions aligned with the truth? And that is what I wanted to bring to you today, to ask you to put some thought into what you hold fast, and would these things please him, and are these what he wants us to fight for? That is it from me. I hope you have a great day, and I will see you next time.